Dragon Warriors. Hits the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends. And let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? You need to change that to Sniffle Cam. Still trying to Dude, I- get out from underneath this uh, this actually month-long sickness that I've had now. So, yeah. Well, well, you know, I'd like to tell everybody that we've just been out vacationing, soaking up the sunshine, enjoying it, kicking back, recharging the batteries, getting ready for the 2022 racing season across the country as every racing series are kicking off everywhere left and right. But nope, we have not been doing that. We've been sick and struggling like a big dog. Struggle bus, 5,000. Yeah, no, I just, I, I know, I think I told some people that I, <clears throat> I ended up having COVID over, over Christmas and then it kind of just rolled into like a major sickness and I've had like anything from eye infections to bronchitis to the max and, you know, I was worried I had pneumonia there for a minute, but <clears throat> I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't want to. I was being a stubborn human like most males are. Um so yeah, I apologize now if you get any coughing or sniffling because I'm still trying to get over it. Um, I can barely talk with a real voice. So apologies now, but here we are. We're back. Once again, we always say everything every every episode we start with, we're back because it's always like, <laughs> oh yeah, shit, it's been, I don't even know what, three weeks since the last one, but. Ah, has it been that long? Has it been three weeks? Dude, I've, I I, maybe like so, that. maybe so, yeah, maybe like, so, maybe I so. literally got, yeah, my brother got married a couple of weeks ago and, um, yeah, that's like the first time I got, that's when I really got sick was like the day after that. And after that, man, shit, I've been down since it's been so bad, dude, Don, I haven't even drank alcohol. So it's when you know, I'm bloody sick. All right. And thanks for tuning into this week. In this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, where we admit our alcoholism. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. And, and as always, we we are uh, apologetic as, you know, we all have lives and things that come up. And we're glad that you take time out wherever or whenever it is that you tune in and download us. We ask you to share, like, comment, tell your friends as the season is getting closer and closer and things are starting to spool up. And as Cam said, he's been sick, but it is creeping remotely close into the month of February, which means testing is kicking off. We've got all kinds of racing going on. The associations are kicking off, and yet we're still going to talk a little bit about some marketing, but we're also going to talk a little bit about some uh, mental health. 
some perspective on life. If you are going to just briefly touch on that today, but before we do and get started off on that, I guess we should do the quick buzzworthy notes of the past couple weeks on sponsorships. Uh, TSR made their announcement, Tony Stewart racing for Leah and Matt Hagen that they will be flying the banners for the Mopar side of the house. They'll be on their vehicles, the funny car and top fuel been a few announcements over on the NASCAR side is people are positioning and so forth. Nothing drastically uh, surprising out of the NASCAR world, nothing shocking, if you will, more shocking news out of the NASCAR side is the fact that they just simply are doing next gen testing. There's a lot of talk about whether or not they're going to have enough race cars to get through the first few races uh, for inventory. So that's uh, been interesting to see some of the testing going on out there. Uh, I believe that believe Rebellus was throwing up photos left and right on a social media feed from some rather interesting spins and so forth as uh, they were shaking cars down out in Phoenix. And the Clash is right around the corner there in California. Are they using that new car at the Clash thing? You know, that's a good question. I cannot answer it. I think they are. I believe they are. Speaking of that, didn't they just increase the purse by like a couple million bucks or something? Yes, to to help offset the travel expenses and... The wear and tear on these new vehicles for inventory. So a little, <laughs> little bit of love there for, for the NASCAR guys that are are taking to the road out <laughs> from the East Coast to the West Coast. And that kind of leads me into the, the one, I guess we can close out the, the large announcement. Uh, since we're recording today on Thursday, we all woke up this morning to the announcement that Austin Proc will be back in a top fuel car for 2022 with Montana brands coming back on and John Forrest figuring out how to entice Ron Tobler to come out of his uh, retirement status yeah. after I, I don't even know. Did he take a full month off? I, I Ron, I, I mean, God, God love you, dude. Uh, Cause I think I remember seeing you in Charlotte. That's all. Like, I don't even know if he took a retirement. If it, he was if in, it counted the, in Vegas. Yeah. 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 So there you go. So Austin Proc will be back behind the wheel and JFR was kind of killing it a little bit with announcements this week. I understand that uh flavor pack uh, signed a long-term deal yeah. with uh, monster with Brittany with in monster with Brittany back with JFR. So that will continue on and we will see. Uh, it sounds like the, the class of top fuel is going to, uh, take center stage is we're seeing a lot of artwork renderings helmets and so forth as it's becoming closer and closer to the first day of school and uh getting ready to kick off testing out there in the west coast world here in a yeah, couple weeks i'll tell you like the top fuel field is going to be pretty stacked this year i mean between you know just the normals then you know you added austin and then buddy hole bought his own operation from uh, Wilkerson, which is pretty cool. He drove for Haddock. Um, so he's going to do a handful of races. And then you got uh, uh, Foley. There sounds like they're going to do quite a quite a few races. They're ramp up. We got a new car and Aaron Brooks and stuff over there. Um, who else? I, mean, I think a oh, trip Tatum. He's loaded for bear. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that's just a handful of cars right there. And then I'm sure there's a ton that I'm missing. Um, but uh, yeah. 
Um, it's going to be interesting for those, those, uh, those top fuel drivers, including myself, um, when we, uh, get back to racing. <clears throat> so sounds like we're going to, oh, we're going to start a little later in the season than, uh, we had anticipated, um, by the sounds of things, but, um, you know, we're going to do our best to, uh, get back out there as fast as we can. We had some few changes that, uh, we were not expecting, let's just say, um, that transpired recently. So, um, yeah, there'll be more on that later, but yeah. So for those of you that are wondering, I probably won't be at Pomona. Um, hopefully maybe Gainesville or something like that, but yeah, it's, but yeah. Oh, what Krista, who else am I missing with top fuel stuff? That's I'm thinking like, there's a lot of cars and like, it's going to have to be for that, like mid pack type of type of, uh, deal. Like, you know, like us and, you know, the paint racing, like, you know, us, like we're, well, Terry McMillan's coming back to do a few runs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, With Mercedes operation. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cars. So, I mean, if you're not running a low 80 or a high 70, you're probably should just go home. So, um, you know, we're going to do, there's going to be, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of competition for the 17th and 18th spot for qualifying money. Heck yeah. I wish they would increase it. (laughs) So that way it would be a little more advantageous to run those 79s, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, going to be rather interesting and, you know, I'm excited to, to see where not only, uh, myself stack up in that, but you know, all the rest of the competitors, you know, there's a lot of great, great drivers out there and a lot of great things happening within the NHRA. And I'm, I'm just excited to, to see where hopefully I'll be able to fit in on on all that, you know, sure. We wish it was at Pomona, but it's probably not going to happen as, uh, we're getting rather close, but, but as far as the class as a whole, yeah, I mean, things are there's a lot of people coming to Phoenix testing, which I was shocked. I read that, that deal. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of names on there. So. It's that is going to be a very interesting time frame to be able <clears throat> to watch testing take place out there. There's going to be pro stock cars on the property as well. A lot of the pro stock teams are headed that way. Uh, Greg Anderson kicked off, uh, I guess for the top tier pro stock teams last week down in Florida testing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Schumacher. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah. I'm looking, uh, yeah. I'm looking up Did the, you want- the list. Yeah. Uh, Antron Brown, Schumacher, Salinas, Foley, Jim Maroney, Justin Ashley. Um, in addition to the ones that they already said. So yeah, there's going to be a bunch of people there. There's a lot of top fuel cars. So. Funny well, car, you don't and I don't, well, and I don't know that, uh, you know, the funny car ranks are are pretty solidified. I don't I don't know exactly. I am sure we could probably dive off and give Mike Lewis a call and and see how the funny car budgets compare in regards to the top fuel side of the house. It would be interesting to to understand that. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I still feel like at the top of the heap in funny car, you're going to have the same, same ones, right? You're going to have J.R. Todd. You're going to have Hagen. You're going to have Caps, Wilkerson, Force, Robert Height. I mean, Cruz. And I just feel like they're just going to beat on each, beat on everyone. No different than the top fuel ranks are going to be. 
And it's it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome to watch. Hopefully, it'll be entertaining. We won't have any short fields anywhere. Uh, I think Pro Stock shaping up should not have short fields in it, which I do not. I think we only had like one or two races last year that had a short field in Pro Stock. So, I mean that. I mean Carmen Caruso. I I heard you know they tested for four weeks down in Florida. So I mean that that that's putting in some laps that's trying to that's trying to get ready because it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to just jump in one and, t- and take off and be competitive right out of the gate but it lo- sounds like that titan engines and jim yates are are trying to uh get her going in the right direction as well nice. um that's cool i guess uh i guess the i want to roll that over in since we're talking about marketing i want to roll that over into the survey that came out recently um from IEG. And so if you're listening to this show and you're someone that does marketing, you know who IEG is. If you don't know who IEG is, go find your friend Google and and check them out. They do a lot of the evaluations, if you will, of metrics and so forth, surveying for sponsorships, marketing, whether it's professional sports, motorsports, teams and to include brands uh they they're typically one of the one of the go-tos and they put out a a recent um let's just call it a slide scale of what things were important to the surveys as far as regards to team sponsorship governing body or league sponsorship and then to to boil it right down to athlete sponsorship facts and i think if you're in motorsports, you, you legitimately have to pay attention to all three and not just look at what made you th- what you may think pertain directly to you. Um, and some of these kind of jumped out that it was nice to see them actually on paper, like it was a, you know mentioned that it it's very important. And, and the one that, that just jumps right out at me, and since we're talking about motorsports, let's just go into the league side, right, or the governing body. Viewership and fan base were the two biggest ones that just notched up over on what the actual loyalty and demographic. Well, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I guess that is. I guess maybe I need to get my eyes done on that that little deal there for the, the, the decimal point. Oh, trust me. I'm zooming in like you wouldn't believe. Here. <laughs> right. My so, screen phone. And it looks like, I mean, or it could be like a stick figure given the peace sign. So, right. <laughs> it could I'm be. Not sure. Right. But the viewership and fan base came in is the, the first two for the league side. And the first two that came for teams, team sponsorship were fan base side and available inventory. And then when you go down to athlete, the first two that came in, and I think this is probably going to shock a lot of people, off-field reputation and size of social following. And most people would probably think that the third one that landed for the athlete would be the most important, on-field success. That, um, That came in third for athletes, and it came in... What is it? Dead last for team sponsorship. On-field performance for team sponsorship came in dead last. That should uh, that just goes to tell you that it's not necessarily about winning. Nope. 
it is not about winning. It is about image. And, and so, so that's, that was very intriguing to me this week when the report came out, got to, got to look at these results. Um, that's, I mean, so, even when I was at race pack, like same thing, like when we did that team race pack thing, like we'd get complaints, people say, Oh, this person hasn't won one damn race, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd say, well, look at their social following or, and I mean, this was a handful of years ago, so it wasn't even as important yep. then, but you know, I've won 300 Saturday night bracket races at my local track versus this person's never done. It just, you know, you got to try to explain that. So it's cool that like legit official information comes out like this, that people can study and, and kind of use and, and, and go from there. So. Yeah, it, it very much so is. And if you're out there and you're listening and you don't have access to IEG and you would like to, would like to have a copy of the slide, uh, send us an email at hate mail at racers and rental cars. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send it to you free of charge. All you gotta do is give us a like, no charge, no charge, free of charge. So yeah, it was very, very interesting to, to see that. So, uh, just a couple, couple tidbits on there, but cam, I think the biggest thing that, that I want to talk about on the show as we're moving into the season, right? We're really starting to get closer and closer. It's, you know, we're smell smelling gasoline, or nitro, you know, I saw a couple teams warming up cars and so forth. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but this week, actually today, as we're recording, Netflix released their documentary teaser, if you will, for Bubba Wallace. And as they followed him around during 2021 about his story and what life was like behind the scenes you know bubba bubba and kyle larson kind of kind of took things to a different level uh, a little bit over a year ago it, it seems like it was you know seems like it's been three years ago with everything that's went on and and here it is you've got kyle larson who was the nascar cup champion and and you have bubba wallace who who landed with a an awesome organization in 2311 racing with Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin, who now has Kurt Busch and monster energy and so forth over there. But they released this documentary and in the teaser, he makes a comment and it's very quick uh, about the fact that he needed help. And a lot, a lot of people probably didn't pay attention for whatever reason, but he went dark a little while on, on social media and, and he was, he was seeking help and you can, you can see, you can see it in there, the mental side, right? It was wearing on him. And I I'm excited for the documentary to come out because as a, as a male, uh, racers and men, right. Men in general do not communicate enough about their mental state where they are. Right. If you watch, if you're on Instagram and you watch any of the reels or anything along those lines, there's a there's one on there that always gets me and it's so true and it and it in the sound is if you ask a man if he's okay and he tells you he's okay that man is not okay and that's always got me because we don't talk about it because w- for fear of being considered weak or belittled embarrassed have your have your manhood if you will your pride your ego however it is that you want to call it your stature your status in life 
it gets called out. And I, I cannot state enough about it that it's something that as I got older became more relevant that men do not have a circle to be able to communicate nine times out of 10 without fear of some sort of ridicule, being ridiculed or rhetoric being spit, spit at them uh, for what they're going through or, or the words that they use to describe their emotions. And it's, it's so tough, right? It's so tough. Where do you fall? You know, do you, do you, do you communicate? Do you get yourself a circle? Do you try to focus? And a couple weeks ago, Luke Bogacki and his group put together this, this challenge, right? On, on Facebook, on, on this is Bracket Racing Elite. And it talks about physical fitness. It talks about reading. It talks about eating, giving up things, challenging yourself to be a better person, right? So I'm a drag racer. And my whole thing is, is I'm always working at reaction times and trying to be in good physical fitness shape and trying to, you know, have a process and, and so forth. But no one ever talks about what it takes to get to that point, right? Because if you're, if you're mentally down, if you're depressed, if you're struggling, if you're, you're in need of help, the last thing you're worried about doing is eating healthy, getting up and exercising, moving, focusing, reading a book to, to try to better yourself at whatever it is in your career that you're doing or focusing on racing or business, uh, your family life, you know, just those, those things fall to the wayside because you're just mentally drained. And I know that you and I have talked off air numerous times, as I have with other people, other racers and professionals, that we go through these patches where we're struggling, right? You lose a sponsor or a sponsor backs up on support. You, you know, you're, you're having challenges, you know, solidifying or maintaining your product support, and it, you know, which it turns into economic impact for your team or yourself. And all of these things that we talk about regarding racing, and, and how that mentally drains us. But I don't think a lot of people think about how the mental aspect actually bleeds over into your personal life. And, and you know, and if you want to be somebody unlike me, where motorsports is my professional life, how, how that mental state can drain over into your professional life, into your job, you know, impact relationships. And men just don't talk about it. And it's a struggle. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really hard because, you know, for a guy like myself, you know, as much as I'm trying to do this for a living, right. I mean, I do have another personal life outside of racing, so I have a full-time job, but it allows me to still go race and be a professional racer and this and that, but it's, especially when it's something that you've, you've tried to do your whole entire life. Like I've tried to become a top field driver since I was 12 years old, since the day that I started racing junior dragsters, which sounds dumb, but like it, that was always been my goal and my, my focus and my passion. I was doing anything and everything that I could to drive top fuel. <clears throat> and then when you get there, it's really, 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 really hard to stay there. And sure. Everybody says, Oh, racing's so fun and it's so exciting. And it's so this, it's that, but, it's also, and this couldn't relate to not just racing to just whatever sport, you know, motocross or, uh, 
baseball, hockey, whatever your, your passion and your dream is when you put so much of your life and your effort and you put so many other things on hold and then something you get beat down again, you get beat down again and you're just literally like running into a wall all the time to try to, you know, pursue those goals and, you know, all these things that she set out to do, it becomes a very, very, very dark place. And I hate to even say that, but, you know, straight up, those are the facts. And, you know, I'm, I'm one person that I'll, I'll tell you that sure. My, my life and my Instagram life or whatever may seem like the most perfect life. And everybody says they wish they were me, but there's also a lot of very dark stuff that a lot of people don't see. And it's, it's not something that I'm actually proud of, but it's, it's the cold, hard facts. And, you know, it's, it's really, you want something so bad and it's almost unattainable and having to deal with that on the daily. And then it, like you say, really starts to affect your personal life and, you know, the, the beautiful and, and wonderful things that you have outside of racing start to get affected because they, they don't as awesome and great as they are, as they don't seem to fill the void or the fill the satisfaction that you're looking for within your person or your professional or your racing career, whatever, whatever that is, that, that ultimate, that pinnacle that you're, you're striving for in your life. And, and it's a shame. It's, it's really hard, you know, and yeah, it, it gets really tough. So I feel you. Well, yeah, it's, you know, we, you know, I, I don't know. I keep going back to a conversation that we had with Larry Dixon. I got it. That seems like that's been a decade ago, but you know, we asked him what it was he wanted to be known for. Right. And it was, and he, he didn't say that he wanted to be known as, a, as a, you know, a hall of fame or one of the, the top three winningest drivers, you know, on the list, he wanted to be known as a good person and a great dad. That's what he wanted to be known as, right? And so when, when we sit back here and we think about the things that we go through to, to enjoy, you know, whether you're a time attack car, a drift guy, a front wheel import racer, a dirt track, wing sprint, motocross, monster truck, I, I mean, boat racer, whatever it is that you're doing in the world of motorsports, you start thinking about it, right? And you're, you're going... Okay, when they go and they close the casket or put the top on the on the urn, what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be remembered for? And sometimes I think as we work so hard to be successful at what we're doing, right? Because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I woke up today to be a loser. At least I don't think so in the world of motorsports. I just don't, I don't, I do not think if we take a survey, anybody's going to check that block and say, yeah, I wake up every day and say that today I'm going to be a loser. You know, none of us woke up to lose, but at times when you're going through this battle, finding the small things to try to hold on to, to generate some happiness, to feel like you did something productive, things are going in the right direction. It's such a challenge. And, and, and prep, uh, you know, not prepping, but propping each other up sometimes, it, that's tough to do, right? Because we're competing. 
people don't think about this from this standpoint, but we're competing on the drag strip, but at the or the racetrack, whatever form of motorsports. But for those of us chasing dollars and and sponsors and partnerships and so forth, we're competing in that. We're we're competing to get someone to reply to an email or to allow us to send them a deck. Well, to, you know what's crazy start a conversation. is sorry to cut you off. I always do that. I'm really bad at that. I'm sorry. But what's because you're a professor, that's what you do. You just interrupt your students. It's okay. It'll be on your, your critique at the end of the semester. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but what's even crazy too, it's like you so with some of the stuff you mentioned, everybody like says, Oh, well, it's gonna be okay, or oh, better luck next time, or oh, can't you just do get another sponsor or it, that's what makes it really, really hard for, you know, not only myself, but you, you probably, or whoever's listening to this is it's not that easy. And these people, as much as they want to console you and tell you, Oh yeah, better luck next time. Here's a participation trophy or what, whatever you want to call it. Like it doesn't work like that. Like imagine, like, I don't even know how to put it into like perspective, but like, I don't even know. Like what, what's a sample of like literally trying for something your whole entire life and then thinking that you're right there. And then all of a sudden have the rug pulled out from under you and you're supposed to just keep on walking. Like it's like, it's no big deal and put a smile on your face and go walk in the front door and say, hi, honey, I love you. And how was your day? And, you know, hug your kids and play with your kids. And, you know, unfortunately it affects them because they can see it on your face and they can see how drained you are. And then I guess that comes to a point to where it's like, what it like, where do you draw the line? Is like, do you just keep doing it forever? Or do you have to put a line in the sand and say, you know what? It's time. I'm, I'm going to go do something else now because this is not as what I either thought it was going to be, or this is not something that is foreseeable, attainable for me at this point in time, maybe later in life, or maybe my time has passed, or you got to be real with yourself and say, Hey, well, uh, maybe, you know, like, does it, <laughs> maybe I could equate it to uncle Rico from Napoleon dynamite. Maybe people relate to that, right? He's out there throwing a pigskin in the field with a, with a VHS camera saying he was the, you know, the high school superstar. Right. And he's like 50, like there's gotta be a point to where it's like, okay, like I had my time, but when do you know, like when you're, some people will know when your time is right. To just call it a quits or, you know, turn the page. But sometimes you just keep getting those little carrots dangled in front of you for so long. It's like, okay, well, I just, okay, well, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Well, I gotta be, I've got to be, Got to be positive. Got to be, you know, all your friends just, well, just keep staying positive, man. You know, good things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Still well, waiting. I was going to tell you that I, when you asked for like an example to equate to it, it's, it's, remember the old, was it Geico that had the old man with the fisherman that had the dollar bill on yeah. the hook and he, and he kept dangling it right <laughs> and yeah and that girl kept reaching for it oh, and, true and boy you almost had it yeah um it's it is it's difficult right it's a challenge and and so right so again i like the motivational stuff that happens on instagram on some of the reels because 
it talks about the, there are people on there and some of them, if, if you get a chance, go follow Sporty Flows. I, that's on Instagram. I, it's like coach speak motivation to try to pick yourself up. And, and I'm not going to lie to you at 515 in the morning, it's 12 degrees outside and I'm going to get on uh, a stationary bike or an elliptical or whatever to try to rehab and, and exercise. Sometimes I need those, those, you know, I had somebody tell me, oh, those are silly, uh, quote unquote, silly Instagram reels. Those little small speeches that take 90 seconds, right, to listen to, to get up and go. And but at the same time, at the end of the day, you you want somebody to relate to. But not necessarily that you need them. You don't need them to prop you up or say, oh, it'll be OK. Sometimes you just need to download and let somebody listen. Don't need, I don't need you to say, do I have challenges? Yes. Am I asking you to solve them for me? No, that's not what I'm, that's not why I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you because I just need to get the raw emotion out of my brain and out of my body so that I can focus again and move forward. And you're absolutely right figuring out where that line in the sand is, I think everybody goes through that, right? I mean, let's think about some people. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the first name that comes to the top of my head when somebody asks about somebody being like, that could potentially be in a dark place, I think of Jordan Vandergriff. I, I mean, I do. I think of that kid, right? Had a, good, had a great opportunity, and he's been on the sidelines now for what, two years? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Two years. So, you know, I think about people like that. I think about the challenges that even even the successful racers. Right. I think about I mean, let's talk about the fact I got, you know, J.R. Todd sat on the sidelines, got a call, and now he's made the most of that opportunity. Sean Langdon banging around from here and there. Even, it, you know, I don't care what level you're at. You can be in a seat right now, and I guarantee that somewhere during their week or their day, they've got some mental challenge in themselves that they're worried about. There's things out there that they're worried about because this is not a nine-to-five job that gets a 40-hour-a-week check that's got an awesome retirement plan and, and has just complete and utter security for, for the foreseeable future, Right. It's not. You're one accident away. You're one bad business meeting. You're one loss of a sponsor. I, I mean, there are so many one-off things that can happen. And dude, you're, you're, you know, you're. What are you doing? You're looking for a job. Your world gets, like you said, your rug. Your rug gets pulled out. Oh, uh, and it's the I. I just hope, right? I hope there that people think about this that are out there and they're chasing and realize. I promise you, you're not alone. I, I cannot tell you enough that you're not alone. No, I do not have all the answers. No, I'm not a therapist. But at the same time, I have no problem admitting mental, mental challenges and just at times going, man, what in the world am I doing? Am I not doing enough? What am I doing wrong? And I, I, don't, know anybody, I don't know anybody that straps on the helmet that hasn't had those thoughts and conversations. Absolutely. No, there, there's, there's, there's a lot to all of this. And like I said, it's not just racing, it's, it's everything. And, and 
the way society is too. It's like, there's so many things that we don't have control over that we just meddle on. Or at least, I mean, maybe I do. I mean, I'm sure you do too, Don. I mean, I'm sure everybody does at some point, but things that are legit out of your control that you just, I don't, I don't know. How do you, how do you let go of those? You know what I mean? But society is way harder. I feel like now that it was say years ago. And I, I I use this example all the time and I, I feel like it's so true that social media has not only ruined, (laughs) you know, people's lives just because trying to keep up with so many people and this and that, but it's also, in my opinion, I've, I've said this before, it's ruined racing. It's ruined. It's ruined the, the sell that you can sell. Hey, when on Sunday, buy on Monday and the, Oh, put your logo on the side of a car and you can see it on TV and all, all these things. It, you just can't do that anymore. I don't, um, Terry McMillan talked about that. Um, he was on a, on a, uh, somebody's TV or radio show or something I was listening to the other day that um, he was talking about, you know, cause he's, he's in the same boat, you know, look at him, poor guy. He was racing for a living for years, had a guaranteed lifelong deal with Emily and they did so many business things. And then whew, there goes the rug and you just, you feel for the guy, you know, I did. He's a great guy. I mean, he's got a fa- beautiful family. He's, you know, on top of the world and then boom, there it goes. And then, He's trying to claw his way back. And it's just, you, you look at, you know, some of the things that he was saying in this, in this interview about how selling is not the same as it used to be. Selling the sport is not the same. You know, he was saying, he said, I, how do I go into a boardroom and tell them that our TikTok video got 6,000 views in 10 minutes, but yet, oh, well, your, your company can be on TV for 14 seconds one time or what, you know, he, he was just, just like saying there you can get right. so much, there's so much more value in social media and TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So, you know, why would these companies say, oh yeah, let's, I'm going to give you $3 million to go race a top field dragster. Like it's, it's not, it's not that easy, especially now. I mean, it wasn't easy back Back then, sure, it's never been easy, but it's really, really hard now because well, the, of so much static in the world. And well, that's media. exactly right. No, you're absolutely right. If the more, the more, the the more non-traditional, and that's what I'm going to call it, because now I I saw a report that that they're trying to make it traditional now as part of some of the advertising. Uh, price cards, if you will. Uh, but the, the non-traditional media right now, social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, they are the ones that companies are going after because the next generation of consumers, that is, that is where they're consuming their information at. It's no longer the TV set. It's no longer the newspaper it's no longer the hard printed material that comes in the mail that we all used to wait for every friday for to get so we could read it over the weekend uh, and and it's very true and and it's it's difficult we're all out here anybody can be famous in social media anybody 
Look at them just, island boys. Uh, right. I mean, I'm just uh, <laughs> I, I, swamp people. I mean, I'm just, the, the list goes on and on. Right. So it's difficult. And that can challenge you that, you know, the social media world can really start to drive you mentally. Right. It can become a bully because you're like, man, I'm working so hard here to grow this or I'm doing these things and I want to help this company and so forth. And you legitimately have to sit there and plug away at it daily. Yeah. You can make a planner and a calendar and plan your stuff out and schedule it and for posting and so forth. But at the same time, man, you need help from your sponsors. You need help from the companies around you to support you. And again, that will drive you down, right? You see, you see one of your product companies that you've been with for, for five years and they're, and then all of a sudden they're supporting and tweeting and reposting and sharing somebody that's been with them for six minutes and they're giving them all the love and you're not getting anything, uh, you know, and, and, and that can be mentally challenging to you. It can cause you in, like, well, you know, what, what in the world? What's going on? So I, I guess, you know, that might be a little soapbox. Might not have been exactly what everybody was tuning in for as we're heading into the kickoff of racing season. But I don't know. There's, there's something about the mental health in motorsports and in, in general, right, in life. I, I can say that being a military person, it was, you know, you were taught, you know, Nobody wants to see your emotions. Nobody wants to hear about your feelings. If we wanted you to have emotions and feelings, we'd have issued them to you. Uh, we didn't issue those. We gave you a weapon and training. So uh, <laughs> I get, I, I, I get it. You know, I, I, I do. And so I hope that there, if there are people out there, you know, get help. Find somebody that you can confide in and trust and to, and talk. And if you need somebody to talk to and you can't find somebody to talk to. You know, Cam and I spend time in the bathroom and and so forth. So I mean, we'll take. That's what I'll be honest with you. I, I don't care if anybody laughs. there and laugh all close, oh. close the door and cry in there. I I'm here to tell you right now. When I'm in the bathroom in the shower, I even got a little mount in the shower while I'm showering up on the wall. I'll put my phone up there and I will read while I'm showering. So if you think that that I don't make produ production of my time in the bathroom you're sadly mistaken um that's impressive <laughs> uh, you got i gotta get it in where i can get it in but no please do please talk to someone don't think that you're weak or or you're not strong or you're not a man or whatever the case is because that's just not that's just not the case i be more secure about the fact of you providing a healthy lifestyle for you not only yourself but for your family and your loved ones and those around you, whether you have a, a nine to five or you're in motorsports, just, you know, whatever the case is, you, you want to make sure that you're impacting people in a positive manner, even when you're struggling. Uh, so get help. Talk to somebody. Don't don't be scared. Do not be scared to talk about it. And uh, Cam, with that being said, dude, we're back this week. We'll try to knock another one out next week. See what happens. Um and, and go and go from there. We'll just we'll just keep cracking along. I feel like it's getting ready to be completely nonsense season. We should start seeing fire suits, crew shirts, paint renderings, NASCARs kicking off. I'm excited about all that. Like you said, it's the first day of school, and uh, I'm gonna go out here and and try to thaw out something so I can eat it. It's so cold here uh, in Southern Indiana. Sorry about your luck, and, man. It's 70 degrees outside here. 
Yeah, and I, if anybody's wondering, yes, I am giving Cam the bird, the vir- <laughs> the virtual bird on the on the recording. But uh, tomorrow is my dog's birthday. Penelope she turns six. Going to have a little birthday party from a pug. So if you follow me on social media and you're not looking for birthday photos and pictures of a pug on her birthday, uh, just unfollow me for tomorrow and then tune back in on on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> cam you and the family have a good one out there i am out of here will do sounds good thank you everyone and yeah we're back at least i hope unless you know i get some black lung plague between now and next thursday but which is quite possible at the rate i'm going so if not that doesn't happen we'll see you next week later let's put it